0: We are wrapping up the year, uh, and it has been—it's been a great year. I'm sure there's been things about the year that you are ready uh, to be over, and there's some things about the year that have been amazing.
1: What's been your favorite thing about t- 2023? Top moment 2023? You always oh, ask me questions, goodness. but I came up with one. That's to a whole year. You. Well, you should figure it out.
0: Um, and the, you
1: remember stuff so terribly.
0: The two that come to mind. We, I became a senior pastor at Faith Promise. That was fun. That's Awesome. Great. Yeah. We survived it. We also love each other. And then we moved into our house. Yeah,
1: moving to our house, that's mine. Yeah. Not dying in a tornado, one of my That was moments.
0: one of the downers. So we got, the house got hit by a tornado.
1: <laughs> yeah, our rental. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you guys have anything like that, like in your, like, friend groups or families, like, if you call twice- it's an emergency that that's our thing, like if Rachel calls twice in a row, it's an emergency. Well, I was in an executive team meeting, and there's somebody in the meeting that's talking, and Rachel's calling me, and I was just waiting on them to finish their thought, uh, but Rachel got three phone calls in before they finished their thought, and so I stepped out and called her back, and apparently, the house got hit by a tornado, and I was a bad guy for not answering,
1: yeah, you know I was bad. <laughs>
0: You think it's unanimous? Everybody thinks I'm a bad guy. Absolutely.
1: If you have an agreement, we made an agreement that if somebody calls twice in a row, it's an emergency. I didn't
0: know how time sensitive the emergency was. Have I
1: ever used it?
0: It wasn't even raining where I was. How was I supposed to know that there was natural disasters? I could have
1: been in a car wreck, or one of our children could have been at the hospital. Like we could have had to call nine one one. You know, somebody could have had a seizure or was choked to (laughs) death. Who knows? (laughs) And you just ignored I'm not, I'm not laughing. my phone calls. I realize it could sound
0: like I'm laughing at seizures. I'm not. It's just Rachel can go to the worst case scenario. But tornadoes up there.
1: Tornado is like a worst tornado, case scenario. Tor- tornado. Glass was broken in our house. The roof was off. I'm yeah. screaming at the kids. We're huddled in a bathroom together. But you just ignore our phone calls. That's That's fine. <laughs> Okay. Happy New Year. I can't
0: imagine this is going to go well, all right? Um, And so we are going to talk about, uh, really, sincerely, we're going to talk about planning for uh, 2024. We're going to talk about how it can be, it really can, it can be your best year ever. I want you to consider, what is a time where you have made a significant change? So I'm going to put you on the spot now. What's a time... Where like I'm gonna give you an example, but like not an example that counts. So like you've went from I looked at the picture the other day, you went from your natural hair color which is kinda where you are to totally different to blonde. Right. You know, back to where you're at now. What's a time when you've made just a total change? Like
1: oh, I went from having no kids to kids.
0: That would be a that would be a significant change.
1: Significant change. Yes.
0: A little unfair because that happened it happened to you. You didn't necessarily choose that. But what what I'm getting at...
1: Oh, when did I choose a significant yeah, change? Yeah, yeah. Chose one? Yeah. Well, when we started eating healthier.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Started eating healthier? Yeah. But, e- but even on that one, so which I, I think is, there's probably a lot of people, uh, the majority of people who would say, I'd like to be in better shape. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But um, there's... You are able, what, what I'm getting at is you are able to make changes, and but we get so defeated. Um, there's probably, if I ask you, hey, where's the place in your life where you feel defeated? There's probably at least one place where you feel that way. It can be physically, if you haven't been able to make some progress, or maybe you struggle with chronic pain, or uh, relationally, maybe you're in a, a bad relationship, or you know the relationship you're in should be better. Uh, it could be emotionally. Maybe you struggle with depression or negative self. Uh, you know, there, there's a place where you feel defeated. But I just want to encourage you that you absolutely can make changes. Uh, you can make changes. And not just not just me, like, you know, being positive and uplifting, saying you can make changes. Uh, but let me tell you a, a good one for me, uh, especially this year with all the pressure and stress spiritually and professionally, uh, becoming the senior pastor of Faith Promise— I would say I've always had pretty pretty negative self talk. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm a pretty positive person externally, but really hard on myself. A lot of a lot of negative internal talk. But I would tell you, uh, with my word for the year being heritage, and um, I, I had these declarations. I would say over myself every day, uh, and it really helped to rewire my. Uh, negative self-talk, uh, and maybe we'll talk about that whenever we're talking about growth plans and stuff. But I like was intentional, hey, what are the three or four or five lies that I believe about myself that usually are the catalyst for my negative self-talk, and what does God have to say about those things? Mm-hmm. So like um, that I'm uh, not enough or that I, I don't, I don't have – either way, we won't go into all those things right now um but i just want to encourage you you can make changes uh, but what is it that makes it hard for us to make changes and so i was going to ask you but you said i have to answer this one
1: well no i was just going to i think one of the things that might help us all get into the same on the same page together is there are i would say if you're listening to this you have a desire to grow in your walk with god like you want to follow god and sometimes we're just like, I just don't, I don't know why it's so hard to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, why is it so hard? I want, like, I, you can come to, you know, church on the weekend and you feel encouraged and inspired. And you're like, this is the week, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to read my Bible and I'm going to pray and I'm going to go to group. And then your week starts going and none of those things happen. You're totally defeated. You're like, well, uh, maybe I just won't even try anymore at all and sometimes we get to that place and if you're there and you're listening I just want you to know there's hope for you you don't we don't want you to quit there's a reason why following God God can be hard and so we're going to talk about some of the ways that we can gain a desire to follow God but I would say that's one of the hardest things it's like I in a moment like intellectually I know I should want to follow God but I do don't want to. I want to want to, if that makes sense. So why is it that I don't necessarily always want to want to follow God?
0: Why don't you want to want to follow God? Yes, that's funny. Uh, that sounds like a silly way to phrase it, and I guess that it is funny, Dad. <laughs> this is so silly. It reminds me of um, it reminds me of Elf uh, whenever. The boss tells Will Ferrell to make work your favorite. Yeah, there's been a couple times when in my dad's discipleship of me that were like so those moments. Uh, but whenever I would talk to dad about that, like if I I was like, Gosh, I don't want to look at pornography, I don't want to like be lazy, I don't want this or I don't want that, and dad would refer to uh, my wanter, <laughs> and he, I mean, like he, he which I, I, it is right, but like even when like we're praying for the weekend and stuff like that, he's like, Lord, just. Um, make people want. Make people want to uh, like pursue you. Make people want, and he, he refers to it as their wanter, <laughs> which is silly. Okay, moving on. You um, say
1: I have a wanter. That's huh? always yeah. By that's my where Amazon I got wish that list. from. That's
0: where I. That's where <laughs> I, I, didn't I got know that's that where from. That came yeah, from. wanter.
1: You learn something new every day.
0: That's right. The the the, the wanter. And so uh, again, and whenever it comes to like biblical language, usually this is referred to as the flesh, right? The flesh. Now. I would encourage you because that there, there is. And I'll read a couple scripture and I'll point you to a couple. But the uh, you know a great place to go if you have questions, if you just Google "got questions," it's going to take you like gotquestions.org will be the top thing, and you can you can type like your question in there. It's got tons of great insight and feedback. We don't agree with all of them. Like I, I believe that actually, "got questions." Uh, disagreed with them where we stand, like on, I think it was women it's in ministry, women in ministry yeah. but by and law, lo- I think that's the only thing that I've ever looked up that I disagreed with, but there is a lot of information on there. So if you look up what is the flesh, um, it, it's going to give you a, a lot a, of...
1: Yeah, a lot of times it will even put the different um, p- parts of an argument. So like, here's what right. different people believe about this even.
0: Yeah, but I think uh, just to set it up, it, and also just to give you some grace... Um, in Romans seven, this this passage always comes to mind. Paul says, "I do the things I don't want to do." Paul refers to a battle that's going on in in, in himself. Um, and actually, later on, Paul, which again, Paul wrote thirteen books in the New Testament, like a giant in in the faith, he actually says, "I don't even judge myself." That's not in Romans, but that's a little bit later. And so this this battle uh, that's going on, even the godliest of people struggle with it. But I thought a good one, a good just. Setting point, uh, Galatians 5, 19 through 21, Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalry. Dissent- I mean, you get it. Go, it, go, it goes on, right? Um, and it says, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things do not inherit the kingdom of God. And so there is a way that our flesh wants, um, our flesh desires, uh, and, and because we we have a natural part of who we are. Now, we were made to be with God. We, mm-hmm. we were. Like, that's what you were designed for. God thought, Psalm 139, God thought about you while you were still inside of your mom, piece by piece, Ephesians 2, uh, 10 years, his craftsmanship, his masterpiece, made on purpose, with a purpose. Like, He has those things for you. Uh, but we were born into a sinful world. We were born to a sinful place. And not only that, even if you are a, uh, a person who pursues the Lord and you pursue godly things, um, whenever we consider why is it so hard to follow God, and again, we're going to get at some of this today, like practical solutions, but if you were to inventory out the amount of time you spend on things of the world— Versus things of God or things of the Word, it's usually drastically lean towards things of the world, Mm -hmm. and so you know you again you've you've probably heard the the old adages you know show me your friends I'll show you your future and there's a lot of studies that show like the top five people you spend time around you're gonna look like them emotionally financially relationally like that that's it's a part of community, which is, which is God's design first, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I, I just think it's, it's massive for uh, us to know that we can have freedom in this. We can walk in, in victory in this, but where we—and where, I'll go ahead and use—this a, a, may be a churchy phrase, but where we worship will become who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a part of us, the flesh. Again, Paul, maybe, and I, we can't cover it all here or take the whole time and more, but if you even just Google Bible verses that have the word flesh in them, Paul talks about a lot, when mm-hmm. we deliver me from this body of death? He had a thorn in his side, like, again.
1: And you can take those verses to that enduring word commentary and really start to unpack, but the flesh from what I hear you saying is of like, in simple terms, is our sin Nature—it's the desires that we have that have been marred by sin.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and again, I think a great example. I mean, I was just looking on this "They Got Questions" deal, and it doesn't say when this when this was, but example of the flesh outworking um, in the world are evident. Consider a few sad facts taken from a recent survey on the effects of pornography in America. According to us, to the study, every. Every second in the U.S., oh, what's that? $3,000 $3, is spent on pornography. Tw- over 28,000 Internet users are viewing pornography. 200, are sorry, 372 Internet users are typing adult uh, search terms. And, uh, that's happening every second.
1: Just in the United States.
0: Just in the United States. Um, and so we, we won't consider, con- continue. Now. now, obviously, when you think about flesh— that's a big part of it. But sex was a gift given by God mm-hmm. for intimacy, for uh, creating life, and it's been, it's been degraded to this. That's, that's a great...
1: It's a consequence of sin. Yeah, sin, a, sin takes the things of God yeah. and distorts them.
0: Right. And, but, but just to shift mm-hmm. this, and I, I could look it up, I guess, here in a second. If Well, actually, I'll just give you some, uh, some ownership in this. Um. Oh, man. I think I believe it's in Romans six. Um, whenever Paul says that through sin or uh, through one man's sin mm-hmm. came death, through, through whenever Adam's sin, Adam, Adam Eve's sin, through that death came, how much more through Jesus's death and resurrection should life come? Right. And so again, I just want to build into you. I want you to be encouraged. Impart encouragement to you right now that you can be obedient. You can live, change, and transform. And so what we mean by that is we, we give power, we give so much power to sin and to addiction and to these things, and we don't give that same amount of power to righteousness. Mm-hmm. And so if through one man's sin, through, Ad, through Adam, if, if through their sin, talks about just Adam in Romans, but if through Adam's sin um death came and this culture of sin came how much more through one man Jesus's salvation resurrection death on the cross how much more that that's that's more powerful yeah. than adam's sin uh but that's just that and that's uh, there's a guy just if if you would look it up John G Lake uh mm-hmm. he's a he's a he's a pastor i mean it, i think it was like in the late 1800s or something like that, maybe early 1900s. But he talks about the revelation of righteousness, just the revelation of who he is mm-hmm. as a son or a daughter of God. But either you way, sorry. You can
1: have a desire for following God. And I think that's one of the things that we struggle with is we have this, we want to want to follow God. So how do we gain a desire for following God, I want to want to follow God, and I would. There, there is a difference. We want. I just want to make sure that we're clear about this. There's a difference between duty, and doctrine, and actually desiring God. And sometimes I think one of the reasons that we um, see people, and I'm just gonna like you quit on your faith, or people fall away, is because we've been caught up in duty, in religion, in doctrine. Like, well, you have to do these things, and you have to think this way, and do operate like this and it's really hard to do that and to be holy without actually being in the presence of holiness and God changing your heart and you being transformed so you can have a desire to follow God and the first step that we do
0: you're just gonna skip past you said duty I did say you didn't you. even give me time to talk about it
1: we try not to let you do that um, um duty I don't know how you go anywhere from that <laughs> I'm trying to be spiritual oh sorry Okay, so you want to you want a desire to follow God, then the first thing that we're gonna do is we're gonna embrace repentance. So repentance is a a word used in the Bible, which means turning the other direction. And what it means is we we embrace turning from ourselves, turning from the things that we want and the things that we would pursue toward the things that God has. And um It keeps us, it does two things for us, repentance does. One, it keeps us honest about the condition of our heart. Sin literally sucks the desire for God out of you. It empowers the flesh. So if you're saying, hey, I have my spirit and my flesh, this war inside of me all the time, and I just feel like the flesh always wins. I have no desire for the Lord. Well, by engaging in sin, we feed the flesh, right? It's the same thing you said, like what you worship is what you're gonna be. So when when we embrace repentance when we when we slow down and we tell God, "Hey, I'm not I know this is sin. God, I need you to change my heart. I'm going to turn my attention toward you and the things that you say." It gives us a revel- like the reality that we're sinful. But what it also does is it reminds us that we can't do it on our own. We need God and you have a desire for the things that you need when you're hungry and you realize, oh, my body needs food. Like I need food to be sustained. You desire going and finding food. So you might not have any goal to go and actually cook anything or put anything together. This will happen sometimes. I'm not hungry, but my kids are all hungry and I'm like, I have no desire to get up and cook anything until I'm hungry and now my desires have changed. So if we can first embrace repentance um, then we'll get to have a greater desire for the Lord
0: yeah and and so, this is something again my, my dad taught me he would he would always say, hey you need to be a rapid repenter, a rapid repenter and so like repenting, like the the quicker that you can get back to what God says um, I mean the, the better off that you're going to be, uh, but I just want to encourage us um, that repentance is not—it's not a bad thing. I actually had this—I was—I was praying about it the other day and thinking about repentance, and I have this way I want to visualize it. I, I, I just wanted to do it in a video. I just haven't done it yet because it, repenting literally means to turn your head, mm-hmm. and so like if you think about like in the Old Testament, they would make these idols. Uh, they called them high places where people would worship a, a different god. So really. It it is it is a literal act of turning, turning from what you're looking at, turning towards God. And honestly, I, I literally just had this thought of like whenever I when I was praying for repentance for myself and my family and for the church, like that living in sin is is like having your head down in a bucket. Like, you can't breathe down, like, fill, fill, sorry, fill with water. Like, you can't breathe down there. Like, you're, you're, you're obviously, you're in a bind down there. Like, they like, if you're looking at pornography or if you're, you're, you're even, you're not tithing. You're, you're, you're overspending your budget. Like, you are, you're lying. gossiping. You're lying. You're, you're doing these things. You're, you're, you're stealing, whatever it might be. Like, you, ha- you feel it. Like, you, like, if you thought about having your head down a bucket, if you're claustrophobic, it, it bothers you thinking about it. But you feel Like the desperation. And then, if you were to hold your head in a bucket, like as long as you could, and then think about whipping your head out (gasps) and taking a big deep breath, that's what repentance is. Mm -hmm. But we think about repentance almost in the opposite. Like it's like God shoving our head down into a bucket, being like, I can't believe you did that. And really, like that's so opposite. If the Lord wanted to be that way, he wouldn't have sent Jesus to pay for our sins. We yeah. would still be like in a sacrificial system. But that that wasn't it. We should make that video be solid. Maybe I'll hold your head down in a
1: bucket. No, don't do that. The instructions that God gives us are not because he is angry or mad. It's because he doesn't want people to experience hurt. Literally, the the way that God asks us to operate where he says, Don't murder, don't steal, don't covet. These are things because it harms the people around us. It doesn't bring unity and um life in relationship. And so what we want to do is say, "Hey, I'm going to lift my head up." Acts 237. I think this is just something that's important for us to hear. Um P- Peter is preaching and um when the people heard what he was saying about the gospel, they were t- he was teaching the gospel. They were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, "Brothers, what shall we do?" We're desperate for God. There's nothing sin can give us. It's not going to fill us or satisfy us. So again, when we turn our head toward God, repentance, just embracing the fact that our sin is—it's the condition of our heart—and we need God. So the second thing that we want to do to gain a desire for walking in um, walking with God is we've got to get people around us who. Actually desire God.
0: Who's somebody around you that uh, that uh, just makes you better? You do. What, nice?
1: Do you know? I was actually thinking about this. You think and that there's
0: people there's people in your life right now that will let you be on a podcast with probably millions of people watching it after you share it, right? And they would just let you say duty and not say anything about it. Because they don't love you like I love you.
1: (laughs) Well, oh man, you do love me. I was thinking about this and we have Pastor Kyle on our staff. He loves the Lord, loves being with the Lord. And anytime you get around Kyle, you're going to be encouraged about going and spending time with God. Mm-hmm. He's just he loves the Lord he desires God and so if we're not like so when I get around Kyle and I hear him talk, talking about his quiet time or things God's teaching him, I'm so encouraged and my longing to go and experience those things for myself increases
0: yeah uh, I think a great like super practical example um i I have some people around me that they care they care a lot about my physical well-being um and like they champion that for me and so One of the things for stress and for like fat loss and all this kind of stuff are cold plunges. I hate them. There's people in my life that love them and they're great for you or whatever. I would zero chance I would do it. You know, I did one a few days ago. It's 29 degrees outside, right? And and got down in there. uh, But I know like he expects me to send him a video of me getting in there. And so like I was just.
1: Keep receipts.
0: Literally, I was just thinking about. it. I was like, "Gosh, I, 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 would not do this if I didn't have people who loved and cared about me. People around you absolutely make uh, you better." And so, I, I we just want to encourage you with that. Are, are there people around you that are making you better? That are pushing you? You know, Hebrews three thirteen says, "But encourage one another daily, as long as it's called it today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness." And so, get the right people around you and. Don't, and, and I just, just, we don't have time to parcel it out. So you, don't be insecure. If people are, if, if people are better around you, that's good. It's good that people are better around you.
1: Well, and don't, if you have something going on that you're wrestling and struggling with, we watch this happen all the time. You'll isolate yourself. because you're ashamed or embarrassed or whatever. And it's the cost is it will affect your walk with the Lord when you isolate yourself from the people of God. So we want to encourage you to continue to pursue community even when you don't want to, if you feel like, hey, everybody should just pursue me, come after me, that's not true. You have an active role to play, so you've got to pursue community so that your desire for the Lord will continue and hopefully increase.
0: Yeah. All right, let's 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 go through these last ones quick, or we're not going to have time for the growth plan stuff. So uh, the, something else we want to encourage you to do is to pray. Um, there's so much power in prayer, I'm telling you, just to, again, just to make it easy on yourself. If you just... Do a Google search on verses on prayer. It it should be it is how we talk to the Lord. Uh, It is what impacts our heart, Um, and so we want to encourage it. Being in prayer is massive. You can pray the Psalms. Uh, I like to pray Scripture. So there's there's Scripture that I pray through pretty much every day. Um, You pray through Matthew six. That's whenever Jesus taught his disciples how Mm -hmm. to pray. But if you look, Jesus didn't teach the disciples how to preach sermons. He taught them how to pray. Um, and so every one of us should, and again, I personally think I love journaling. I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I have not found or heard of a better way, especially in the distracted society that we live in, uh, a better way to stay focused uh, than journal prayers. Even if it's bullet points, I write it all out, uh, but praying is massive.
1: And if you want to see your desire for God increase, you actually have to spend time with God. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. If you've ever had something really good to eat, you want to go back and have that meal. Again, there are restaurants when we travel on vacation, we always want to go back to the same restaurant because the experience we had there was so good. When you get into God's presence, you're going to want to go back back and being God's presence, you have to start somewhere though. So don't let fear and don't let shame keep you from going and being with God. He loves you. He wants to be with you. He wants to transform you. And the things that you're ashamed of, he can deal with. He can handle our sin for the blood of Jesus, what he did on the cross is so great. It's so massive. So if you want to see your desire for following God actually start to become a part of your life, like you actually want to want, You know, like you really do want to be around the Lord. You actually have to start being around somebody. We didn't want to be around each other, Zach and I, until we started to get to know each other. So, if you haven't gotten to get to know the Lord, you're not going to want to be around somebody that's a stranger.
0: Yeah, and and hey, one more thing before we talk like about some specific ways for you to grow in 24 is to ask God for it. He's a good, good Father. He wants to give you the desires of your heart, but. There are some things that are supernatural. And one of those things, wanting to spend time with the Lord, because, again, there's a supernatural battle going on. Ephesians 6 says, Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and principalities in heavenly places. In 2 Corinthians, it talks about the weapons of our warfare. They're not natural. They're not human. They're they're supernatural. And so we do have to ask God to help us want more of Him. And, again, I think the best verse really to put that together is uh Romans 12:2 don't be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind but you can't have Romans 12:2 without Romans 12:1 that says that our bodies are a living sacrifice mm-hmm. and so uh you know again it, even in the verse like being a sacrifice is not it's not pleasant it's not easy uh so every morning like whenever I'm getting in there I ask the Lord for more I ask for more uh, desire more passion, more commitment, more focus, more. Like I, I ask him, um, and so, and he loves me, and he loves you, and so asking him for it uh, is, is. I mean, we we have to do it.
1: Well, and I think if that's something you're like, hey, I don't really know how to ask the Lord. I would encourage you just to pray Ezekiel thirty six. 26 and 27, and it says, this is God talking. I'll give you a new heart with new and right desires, and I will put a new spirit in you. I'll take out your stony heart of sin and give you a new obedient heart, and I will put my spirit in you so you will obey my laws and do whatever I command. So I just challenge you, put that first. Lord, would you give me a new heart and right desires. Would you put a new spirit in me? And ask the Lord, just pray that scripture. And he's so faithful, he'll meet you right where you are.
0: Do you think that you have a stony heart?
1: I think not anymore.
0: Oh, you think maybe it's a little stony? Nope. <laughs> That's such a such an interesting adjective to use there. Oh, well, I stony didn't do it, the heart. Lord. It is, that is an amazing, it is an amazing uh a passage.
1: So, hey, if you want to follow God and you say, hey, I'm starting to experience this desire to follow God, one of the other things that makes it really hard to follow God is it actually costs you something to follow God. And one of the things that I try to always encourage people and remind them of is, hey, when you let go of something else, the cost, you are receiving something else in exchange. And it feels overwhelming. At first, you're like, oh man, I'm gonna lose all these things. But what you're losing is is nothing compared to the gain of heaven and the fruits of the spirit, the kingdom of heaven and what God offers you is so much greater. It's who you were meant to be. And one of the ways that we found the most success in walking in that lifestyle of seeing change, of experiencing God, of seeing our desire be encouraged is by developing and following a growth Plan and really, it's not like a growth plan. I was talking with somebody. She said, "I wish it was called a growing plan." I said, "That's great. You call it a growing plan because you're not. You're more than likely going to get to the end of the year. You may not get everything on the growth plan done, but you did grow. That's our goal: is to be growing in our faith and walking with Jesus."
0: Yeah, and so we'll talk about that for a few minutes and really just give you an outline, and then we'll there'll be a link or something to yeah. uh, a PDF with this. And let's—if we can—we'll try to go and put both on there. My dad has made one. It's—it's it's big. Just a warning: it is big. It's intense. Lots of stuff on there. So maybe if you're a, a seasoned saint, as they call them sometimes, mm-hmm. um, you can look at that one. Or there's a more there, there's a more base one to go with mm-hmm. that that Rach and I uh, help people start. Um, and that's the one we'll talk about right here. Um, but really, before you start even this. Really ask taking time to ask the Lord. And we talked about this, uh, I believe in our, our last time together, where asking the Lord, Lord, what what is it if it changed in my life would make the greatest difference? What spiritually if it changed? And that's gonna be your word for the year. And so like we have words for the year uh that that and we really build around that. So we'll have a word and a verse, and it's gonna be our focus, like how we study scripture, what we're praying for, like what is it, God, that you you really want us to make you know, gains on in this year, and so, like, for me, like, I knew there were some lies and needed to root out of who I was foundationally in 2023. So, I made my word uh, heritage like kingdom heritage. So, like, that, that's who I am. I'm um, even though Chris and Michelle are amazing, a mom and dad for me, I want to live more as God's son. And so, either way, so that was just how I focused and prayed and studied. So I, we want to encourage you to start with a word for the year. So, like, what's your word, um, and then go from there. So, just spend some time and ask the Lord, Lord, what is it? Is it love, joy, peace, patience? Uh, you could tell them, uh, you know, river. Well, I think maybe you already shared that. No, uh, I don't
1: think I did. Well, maybe I did about the gentleness.
0: Yeah, that's uh, what
1: he said. My word. Well, he said my word should be kindness.
0: Well, Rachel the asked him what his word would be, and he gave her his opinion of what her word should I be. I said,
1: I'm still trying to figure out my word. And he said, your word should be kindness.
0: Which I did not agree with.
1: I'm mostly kind. They sometimes, they just, I'm not always gentle with my children.
0: You, you're starting to get an attitude like you're not going to be gentle with me. No, I'm just this. saying... <laughs>
1: I'm very convicted. So (laughs) gentleness is more than likely my word for 24. You
0: you can ask some people, but what's the... So we'll we'll cover five Fs. Yes. Uh, What's the first F that people can consider uh, when making a growth plan?
1: So uh, we start with faith. Mm -hmm. So if you are doing anything that's helping you in your faith walk, just write that down. Here's the things that I'm doing that I'm going to keep doing. So for example, attending church. Hey, I attend church, um, right? And you might be going twice a month and you might say, hey, we always start with what we are doing. So I'm, you know, praying once a week and I'm attending church twice a month. And then what we do is you say, okay, that's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm going to that's what I'm continuing. Here's what I'm going to start. Mm -hmm. And in that space of your faith, you say, Hey, here's what one thing I need to start doing in 24. And so what always usually our first thing is get in the word. If you're not regularly in the word of God, you need God's word and you can do something. You could say, I'm going to read the new Testament in 2024, a um, uh, little bit of a bigger goal would be to read the whole Bible in a year. Mm. And you can get on the Bible app and get a daily plan. You can literally set the app up to remind you the same time every day. And here's the great thing. So this is why it's like a growing plan. If you say, I wanna read the Bible in a year, and you read three, qu- you've never read the Bible all the way through, but you get to December of 2024, and you've read three quarters of the Bible, and you've never read that much before, you did not fail. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. You read three quarters of the Bible and you've never read that much of God's word. That's something to celebrate, Mm -hmm. but you wouldn't get there. You don't have a desire to even, you're now at the end of the year, you've been reading the word. Now you have a desire to read the word. Now you've grown, you've been transformed by the renewing of your mind. You've experienced all of this shift and change because you made a commitment to get in the word. And you may not have, you know, they say shoot for the moon and you'll hit the stars. You'll
0: land among the stars.
1: You you landed among the stars at the end of the year with your Bible reading. So we just want to encourage you when you get to your, that start with that first F, your faith, your walk with God. What are the things that you're going to continue doing? And then what's one or two things, not 10, just one or two things that you're going to start with in 24. What are you yeah. going to start doing in 24?
0: Yeah, so faith is a big one, and then obviously the main one. And The next one is family, and so if if you are uh, married or part of a family, uh, maybe you're you're single, and that that family is just key relationships. Uh, but relationship doesn't start with an F, so you know has to you know we use family. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, by and large, most of us have uh, a family, and so what what is your goal for that relationship? And we won't go into all the things, but if, especially if you are a husband or a wife or that that's your plan, one day, you know, the marriage covenant is one of the greatest examples of the gospel. And so what, what is it? Like, what, what do you want to do with your spouse or with your family? What, what do you feel like, what are the things you are doing? Like we said, we're gonna do that every time, but what's something you want to do? Is it is it a book or two with your spouse? Is it Scripture memory for the kids, like what might it be? But just ask the Lord, Lord, what would you want me to do? Is is it is it having three meals at the dinner table instead of in front of the TV, you know, mm-hmm. a couple nights a week? Uh, but what are the goals and commitments that you're going to make to your family? Uh, and they're, it, they're, they are massive. Um, and so the, I, I think that's a huge one. It really shows how you value relationships.
1: The next F is finances. So working through, hey, we've been using a budget. What are the things that we've been doing that we're using um, that are allowing us to walk in the place that we want to be financially? And then what are we going to start doing? One of the things that we always try to stretch in is our generosity in our finances. And so we work to increase how much we give um, and uh, not, I mean, doesn't always feel comfortable. And then also making decisions. Maybe you're not doing anything at all. You say, okay, I am I'm don't have a budget. I don't give. You know, there's all these areas I feel so behind. And I was meeting with this young woman and we said, okay, I know you feel so far behind. So let's just start here. Hey, we're going to make a budget and we're going to use the budget. And as a part of our budget, we're going to do 2% of our income. And we're going to give 2%. Hey, I'm, I know I can't get to 10%. I know there's all those things I can't do right now. That's fine. The goal is not to. This the growing plan. Remember, like it's a growth plan. It's just the goal is to grow. So let's start somewhere, and the goal is by the end of the year to be have accomplished that mm-hmm. and take the win when you get there. So we have um, we have goals that we we do and um, in our finances, but we always we try to continue to to stretch in that.
0: Yeah, and that, God God just cares about it. I mean, there's there's. Jesus talks a lot about money. It's one of the main things the enemy uses to knock us mm-hmm. off, course. And so that being in alignment with our faith and with surrender to God is is a big deal. And the next one is fitness. Um, and so uh, <laughs> Rachel loves this one. Um, and so fitness, what— uh, this, I think
1: we should take this off the ground. No, nah,
0: zip it up. And so uh, your your body, how you care for it, again— I believe it's 2 Corinthians six twenty or something like that. It's somewhere in there. It uh, talks about your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And so like how we care for that, how we do that. And I, I really do think the discipline that we keep, uh, you know, what, what Barrett, one of my friends, uh, which I hate this statement, but I do believe it's true. How you do anything is how you do everything. And so it's hard to be disciplined in some areas of your life and not disciplined in others. Like... How, how do you keep those boundaries? Oh, this is a place where I'm really disciplined. I'm like, I'm really disciplined spiritually, but I'm not disciplined at all physically. What what are some disciplines that you know that you should have physically, whether it's that could, in your nutrition, like what you eat, that could be in your exercise. Um, and again, it's going to be different for everybody, but literally ask the Lord. Like these are all, every one of these Fs we want you to take before the Lord. But what are the things you're doing now that are good? And then what's one growth goal you want to make in your fitness next year.
1: And then the last F is future. So what are the things for the future that you want to see? So for example, one of the things on Zach's growth plan this last year was finish his master's. So he completed his master's in July, but that was something that went on the growth plan for future are finishing our house. Like so there may be something many years in the future, but you have to start taking steps now to do that. And so what would be one step that you could take this year that will take you closer to the future that you long to have?
0: Yeah, that's a that's a big one. I, I really do. I think that so many people sell themselves short. Mm-hmm. Asking the Lord, Lord, what is it in the future do you want me to Write a book. Do you want me to? Do you want me to start a group? Like what? What do you? What do you want for my future? And there was it maybe it's to be financially free. Whatever it might be. And then I we just want to encourage you. Just just to remind you: faith, family, finances, fitness, and future. And I know we've talked about this, but I, I just want to encourage you to put this in a place in your life, and not just in a physical place, but in a place as in like the flow of your life where you see this more than once a year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know I say it all the time, but the more frequently you view a goal, the the, the higher chances you are to be successful at it. And I would suggest that faith, family, finances, fitness, and future – are essential places for you to be successful.
1: When you make a little bit of growth this year, and remember this kind of growth is exponential, it compounds. So making a little bit of growth in 24 and you make a little bit of growth in 25, that growth of 25 is even greater because you're not the same person you were in 23. So just remember that if you start, you have to start somewhere and I, you may not want to want to yet, but if you will get before the Lord, spend time with Him, He'll start to change your desires, but you don't get to have all the things that you long for without paying a cost. Yeah, And we've got to be willing to pay the cost.
0: And do this with somebody. Uh, I'll tell you a, a fail that I had, because uh, I, I, I didn't do as well this year, just to be totally transparent, but like... I, I tried to do a good job of reviewing Rachel's growth plan. I was trying to review it once a week like with mine, and I just, I've just i fallen off on that. It's a point I need to get back. Uh, but one, one year, I laminated hers and put it in our bathroom, uh, maybe above the toilet. And it was for me to see it. Um, she didn't care for that. Uh, I would always find it to throw in the trash can and I'd have to put it back up there. Um, and so that's not the way to do it. Uh, but I, I really do believe that if you love somebody, that you're going to help them reach their full potential. I believe mean, yeah. that's part of it because you have a purpose and that purpose is to win the world. And so thanks for letting us be a part. I know this is a little bit longer this week, but your growth just means the absolute world to us. Um, and there's a world that is out there that we need to win. And so us being obedient is a massive part of that. So we love you, we're grateful for you. We'll see you next year.